Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I am joined by Tim, as per usual, but also here in a weird twist of fate. Matt is also joining us. Nice, nice reference, twist of fate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's almost. Uh, it's been so long since we've had a third person on Screams. It's usually mm-hmm. just me and Tim suffering through some of the worst <laughs> sequels in movies. <laughs> That's ever. why I'm not on every yeah. week, right? I show up. <laughs> Let's not forget, last time, well, not last time, one of the times I showed up, it led to our biggest surge with the Green Inferno. Oh, yeah. Oh, we still get hateful comments in that video. Yes. Just just F-bombs as far as the eye can see. Um, So, yeah. How many of those do you think are the director? (laughs) Eli, we're on to you, buddy. And if you are watching this, I'm a fan of you as a person, not so much as the director. So, like. Would you get in the ring with him? No. That man is crazy. I've seen his movies, Tim. I know what he's capable of. I, uh, I do like that trend of like anytime. Uh, yeah, I do like the trend of like crappy directors wanting to fight their yeah. fans, or well, I guess not fans. It's but... funny actually. The way the way Matt describes Eli Roth is kind of how I feel. Not not quite to the same extent, but it's how I feel about Guillermo del Toro. Like I actually really like him oh, as a person. A I like him as a person. I think me and him would get along swimmingly. But, you know, I only actually like a few of his movies. A lot of them don't quite click for me. I think it's interesting when you feel that way about someone. Yeah, I know, Tim, he's like, you're BFF. You're, like, (laughs) swooning over the the mention of the man. Sometimes I just want to grab David Lynch and shake him and go, why are you so weird? (laughs) Uh, I don't care why. I'm just glad he is. Yeah. Uh, so what are we talking about? We talk about horror movies, obviously, on this show, and of course, this is a relatively big episode because we are discussing a new film that just came out a couple of days ago. It is, of course, it, as in Stephen King's it. Which I feel like you have to add in the Stephen King part just so you know exactly what you're talking about because it on yeah. its own isn't enough to really. I mean, try searching for it on the internet. I mean, sure, right, <laughs> right now it's okay because it's like the the first result because it's brand new. Oh but yeah, I, SEO. Yeah. Couple yeah. of months time, you type in it into Google, you're just going to get random shit. You know, if this was like nine months ago, Chris Jericho would pop up because he was constantly telling people they were going to get it. And now we got it. He was like, it's like a premonition. No, I think it's almost stealth marketing. I, th- I think uh, yeah. New Line were like, hey, hey, buddy, Chris, you want to, want to get get the word it in people's minds? You know, it's, it's, yeah. out, of, it's out of circulation. No one's saying it anymore. <laughs> It's been 27 years since the last time they said it so much. We gotta, gotta get this. Well, that's not entirely true. Whenever there's a new Adams family, the word it becomes relevant as well. That's true. Well, the, the cousins with that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's always, uh, you know, that those big Adams family resurgences every couple of years. <laughs> there's only two I, I respond to. Uh, and for all Julia's not in him and Tim Curry is, nah. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, we're going to start spoiler-free, as we typically do. Mm-hmm. Especially since it's a new movie, you might actually want to know if it's worth going to see, going to the theatre. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk spoiler-free, we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Um, I suppose the first thing's first. Uh, Tim's definitely read the book. I have definitely mm-hmm. not read the book. Matt, have you read the book? No, I've never read right, anything so, by Stephen King. So we have two non-readers and one reader. So we have different perspectives here from you know different viewpoints mm-hmm. to when we talk about the quality and whatnot. <laughs> All right. Have any of you seen the original miniseries? No. I have not. Do you know what? I, I'd been meaning to do it for a long time, but when I found out there was going to be a new movie and that we'd be reviewing it, I intentionally didn't. Because quite often what we'll do when a new movie comes out and if there's like a previous version or a, 
you know, it's a sequel to something. Me and Tim will review the old one, but I intentionally did not do that this time because I wanted to go into this not knowing anything. Yeah, I'm going to go on fresh. I, I heard some things because there's some stuff in the book that's more salacious, mm. that's been making headlines. Oh, so I've I... heard about that type of stuff. Mm. But, and, I'll, and I, I listened to a podcast with the director, uh, Andy Muschietti. Is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, Muschietti, I think. Muschietti. Yeah. And so he had just talked about his intent. With, was it adapting the book, but adapting the tone? So, you know, I after hearing that, I wanted to go in as fresh as possible. Because he didn't talk about plot points, just about how they made it and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so so we'll save... I mean, Tim can tell us about some book differences uh, when we get into spoilers. Because mm-hmm. obviously that's uh, going to be heavy spoiler some, territory. Some big ones, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one scene in particular that I, I did actually read about from the book. Because everyone said, yeah, that yeah. scene's not in it. And I was like, okay, what are they talking about? I want to know. Um, and I was I was surprised at what I read. So we'll talk about that again yeah. in spoilers uh, as to the big thing that's, that's not there. And quite rightly, I think it was the wise choice not to put that scene in the, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Score yeah. one for Muschietti. So... <laughs> So this is this is it. this is a movie about a, the small town of Derry and a clown uh, who does appear to be supernatural in some to some extent. Um, I have a few other things that I think I know about him just from kind of like general knowledge, but I, I won't say that just now because uh, the movie itself doesn't go out of its way to actually explain too much about him. Uh, yeah, he's pretty ethereal. Like he's yeah. everywhere but nowhere, and that that's what I think leads to the the good horror moments because that was my biggest takeaway is I thought this would mess me up more than it did. Hmm. But we also know I'm a, I'm a powder puff when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> I'm not on your guys's level. So, you know, stuff stays with me, but just based off of the trailers that we got, I expected to be watching through my eyes and, and I wasn't, but hmm. the tone was definitely there. Well, and I, I usually... appreciate that. After I've uh, described what the movie is about, I usually say, Tim, what did you think of uh-huh. it? <laughs> Which, that sentence would actually work every single episode. I could just say, what did you think of it? Mm. Uh, but in this case, what did you think of it? Well, actually, um, I wanted, you, you, both of you guys go first, because I'm going to have a little bit of a longer rant about it. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh my. So I, I want to hear, hear your guys' reaction first, and then I'll, I'll launch into my spiel. So- so, Peter, what did you think of <laughs> it? <laughs> um, I liked it, uh, especially the longer it went on. You liked I get, what? I, I get into... <laughs> 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 I liked it. Um, there you I, I, I did have some problems. I, I do think, uh, spe- especially since the original director of this was meant to be the guy who did the first season of True Detective, and he dropped out. Mm-hmm. And I do think that maybe hurt it a little bit uh, in a couple of key scenes. Because I do think some of the horror scenes, especially the earlier ones, you know, there's a scene in the sewer tunnel uh, that I'm thinking yeah. about, there's a scene in the library that I'm thinking about, where they felt really generic to me. Those, just as a horror scene, they felt super, mm-hmm. like, by the numbers. And I was like, yeah, that's just because the guy who directed Mama is <laughs> directed it. That, and I, was kinda... I enjoyed quite a, quite a bit. So that's because you're like obsessed with Chastain. That, that's the that's reason why you love that movie. I didn't know she was in it before I watched it, Pete. Yeah, but that's why you liked it. <laughs> no, I liked it because, I, again, I like – I tend to, when it comes to horror movies, I like to be unsettled more than I like to be scared. So – and Mama was very unsettling. Uh, so I, I feel like he – this guy is my kind of horror director. I, so actually, those scenes that Pete was talking about didn't bother me. But, again, 
I'm not a horror guy. Yeah, so. they, they, they stuck out to me just as, as being kind of bland, I guess. Uh, I mean, not super bland, but fairly bland. I thought that scene in the library, that, that got me good. Nah, I was, it's just, you know, it was very stereotypical, like, oh, flickering lights, uh, you know, it was, it was, especially right now, we've had so many supernatural ghost movies in the past, like, decade, that I'm yeah, sick I'm, of certain things, and, you know, some stuff like it, that was coming in. Yeah, it, it feels very of the time, like, I can see the influence of, like, you know, Insidious and The Conjuring, I, mm. I feel like, in this movie. You can de- yeah, you can definitely see some of those things in, but what I did like about the movie a lot, and why I think it works really well is the characters, the, the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this group of kids uh, are likeable, they're entertaining, they are, like, no, there's like seven of them, and they're all pretty distinct. Uh, some get more time than others, of course, yeah. but I like them all. Uh, th- them teaming up to try and take on this evil entity is actually a really entertaining story. For me, that's what makes the movie work. For me, that's what separates it from just... Now, that's not to say there's no horror scenes that work. I actually do think yeah. there's some really good ones uh, later on in the story. Uh, they, they get a bit more absurd, and because they get absurd, I really like them. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that, that's where I come from. Um, I think Pennywise is okay. Um, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was terrifying, though. Like, I, I think I was expecting him to be a bit more... Yeah, again, the trailers. There's that scene where, where he has the reveal with the balloon, mm. and he's looking through his eyebrow... And it looks creepy. It wasn't nearly as creepy in the movie. I think. I think you know? for. I think the reason why I. I think that didn't work quite as effectively as I thought it would, is I feel like for at least this is just my taste though. Like, that's not to say it's the right direction to take this in, but I think for me it would be creepier if he talked less. Well, I think uh, my problem with it, and um, if you watch the you know original miniseries, Tim Curry does a fantastic job as Pennywise, and I'm, I think yeah, the sure. big difference. I'm sure he's great. I can only imagine. Yeah. I, I'm going to go out and watch that at some point now because I want to see what he well, did with it. Yeah, and you know what the big difference between the two performances is? Uh, this new movie, I think they do the you know classic mistake where instead of him trying to play it like a clown, he plays it as a creepy clown. Whereas mm. you know uh, Tim Curry, he basically just played it as a clown. <laughs> like a regular clown is much more creepy than a you know like purposefully trying to be creepy clown. Hmm. Okay. Well. All clowns are creepy to me, so I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, I think you know Pete definitely hit on something. So my take on this, and I saw it Thursday at seven o'clock, and since then I literally have not stopped like thinking about how I feel about it because I have really mixed emotions. Uh, so I, like you said, I read the book and it. Like, I love Stephen King, and it is by far my favorite of his books. And it's actually my favorite book of all time. So I have a lot of uh, wow. invested Stakes are high. Stakes yeah. were high yeah. then the screen. Um, okay, that's what you say. <laughs> and so overall, I think the movie was – I think it's just an okay movie that's elevated by outstanding performances. Like, just – you know, generally, I, I think it was fine, but the the kids, like, the – you know, all the actors and stuff really, really heightened it for me. They're yeah. they're phenomenal. They're the best part, and, I think. I think the, the yeah. Losers Club and Easy. the actors playing them are the best part of the movie. Uh, yeah. And it, I think the and, horror stuff did get better as it went along, but there was like the first half of it where I genuinely felt like, okay, can we get this horror scene out of the way? I want to get back to the kids because they were yeah, the fun yeah. part. So, so, you know, it gets a lot of comparisons to like early Spielberg stuff or the stuff that he produced in mm. the 80s that is about groups of kids. 
E.T. and Goonies and that type. And they made Super 8 that come out, like, what, seven, six, seven years ago now? Mm-hmm. And as much as I like that movie, because I like J.J., the kid stuff didn't feel right after, like, especially after this. Like, yeah. it felt kind of hollow and, and just really, like, their kids acting like kids or, or as what adults think kids are like. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I feel like these kids acted like actual 13 year olds. yeah that's that's the thing usually when you have kids in a movie like this they they normally want it to actually work you know actually be able to sell it to people who are that age so they can't actually have the kids act because actual kids swear actual kids make lots of sex references and the kids in this movie do that so like i don't yeah and i don't know about you guys but like i you know had like flashbacks to you know this is like how I talked with my friends, like this mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff we would do in the the summer, yeah, like g- you know, give or take. obviously not fighting evil yeah. creatures, but you like you know, we'd hang out, ride on bikes, and <laughs> you, you know, and well, like you make fun of each other and stuff. And, yeah, when they all dropped their bikes just in the front yard, I had flashbacks yeah. to being a kid. Like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, mm. but, like, I, you know I, the, I felt that it hit on that nostalgia really well. Yeah, and like you, you know, trying to leave the house, and like you know, the the one kid's mom is like, "Hey, where you going? Like, you know, yeah. don't you have something for me?" Yeah, and, that's very you know, slice of get... life. Yeah, that's very yeah. slice of life. That. And then there's like the other kids just being like, "Oh, like, hey, you got one for me too, like, Mrs. And like, you yeah. know, just like that. shut up, come on, guys, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, especially, and I think especially like. I think for people who are about 10 years older than us, it's especially mm-hmm. like hitting that point because it's the yeah, exact yeah. time period. For us, it's close enough because we, you know, we were all kids about that age they, in the late 90s, around, you know, mm-hmm. late 90s, hitting about 2000. That was kind of uh, when we were about that age. And that, yeah. so it's close enough, you know, it's still kind of like, yeah, internet was not quite a thing yet, or at least not to the same extent mm-hmm. as it is now. Uh, so life was still pretty similar. Um, yeah. Also, the, obviously, the book, as as I know it, is uh, the, the the kids stuff set in the fifties, uh, and I think the reason yeah. for the change is obvious here. It means that when they do the adult stuff in the sequel, it's present day. It's present day. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the obvious reason I think as to why that they was. Um, yeah, that, that was one change I, I really didn't mind that much. Yeah, um, it does. The, it, so- it, it, it does have this weird thing, though, because one of the kids is from Stranger Things, where you're like, ah, you just wanted that Stranger yeah. Things money. <laughs> that's all yeah. you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing. From So the Duffer brothers wanted to do it, and they got turned down because they weren't names, right? So they yeah. got passed along. Big but mistake. I can kind of see... <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm fine with it, because we got Stranger Things. and Oh, sure, can, yeah. I, I can look in and see the imprint that it has had now, which I, I, I didn't I, I think before. When I say it's a big mistake, I think it's a big mistake for Warner Brothers. I think, like, I think if, if nothing else, this this made me excited about Stranger Things season two. It reminded me, oh, oh. yeah, god damn it, bring it on, like, I'm ready. Because uh, yeah. Stranger Things, I think, uh, hit that. I mean, and I think Stranger Things does it in a slightly more Spielberg way as well. Where yeah. I, I don't think Spielberg kids were ever quite as full mouth as these kids. These ki- these kids get away with a bit more because it was R rated, so they they were like dropping oh, yeah. all like sorts the bad of lines. Stairs, yeah, you know, like. They're not um, as bad. They're that midpoint. But no, so the the, the kid stuff was definitely, and e- even something as simple as them all having every single one of the boys has the crush on the one girl. Like e- yeah. even something as simple as that was always kind of fun. You know that uh, the young MC song starts playing and they're all kind of like staring at her because she's sunbathing. <laughs> and then she looks around and every single one of them goes like this. They just starts looking in a different up. direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's you know it, there was genuinely fun stuff there and there was there was a heart there. Um, 
If I'm going to complain about characters, it would be the adults. Uh, I think some of the adults are kind of given the short rift where it feels rushed. Uh, I, I, the one thing in particular, obviously, this is not a spoiler, the story starts, it's in the trailer, with uh, one of the kids, Billy, his younger brother, Georgie, he's, you know, killed by Pennywise. He's taken, uh, that's kind of the, the gestation, yeah. that's the start of the whole thing. And there's a scene where, so Billy's kind of, like, obsessed about trying to find what happened to his brother, you know, find out if he's still alive, where he is he and all that. Yeah. And there's one scene where his dad kind of, like, confronts him and he's like, Billy, George is gone! And he, he storms off. And that scene really irked me because it felt like, Oh, we just jumped to that without any kind of build up to it and we never see yeah. the dad again after that scene like it's the only scene we have of him in the entire movie yeah. and it just felt kind and of super compressed the only time we see Bill and George's mom is when she's playing the piano in that first scene yeah the, the parents are kind of ignored and you know other than one or two who are, have a bit more plot related to yeah. the kids but uh, so you know, th- this is kind of a problem I, I've had um, like the the book is really <laughs> long it's like a, it's a thousand you know, pages over a, yeah 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 over a thousand pages and the and yeah uh, the original uh you know i see a lot of people refer to you know the first adaptation as a movie but it's actually a mini series so it's like i think at least four hours long or yeah. about that time frame so there's so a lot two more parts room. right yeah it's two parts um but even then there's a lot more uh like fleshing out that they do and uh yeah i, I feel like you lost a lot of um like nuances and like just uh you know the book and stuff really goes into depth about the town um because it's not just about this one moment in time you find out they touch about it a little bit in the movie that there's other time periods and disasters and stuff and they it, it yeah. goes really in depth and you see lots of other characters and stuff and I, I don't mind that stuff being taken out though so much because mm. i think it, it does enough to like, give you a sense that the town's a character they talk about Derry a bit you see the big town mm-hmm. sign saying Derry is the you know we get the aerial shot going into the kids riding their bikes you know it really sets the, mm. the tone and i think with a movie you don't have as much time to do it as you do in the book so i think some simple little things like that give you the feeling of it without getting into it I think when I'm talking about some of the parent stuff feeling rushed, I actually think it would have been better to just not have it at all. I think having the one scene where you try to like fit it all in in one scene actually makes it much worse. Whereas if you just have this stylistic choice where you say, we're just not going to see the parents. They're just unheard yeah. of, uh, as you go, would be better as a choice if you're not going to have them properly. Um, but, you know, that's... Because yeah, we, we all know that his parents are grieving. Like, they lost, they lost yeah. a child. And, yeah, obviously, and, yeah. Uh, you know, so I think that could have been unsaid, but I mean, I, to me, that scene meant more like how obsessed Billy is about it, or Bill is, because he created that whole thing out of the hamster tubes to be like the sewers. And I, th- I think you know, I think it's just because partly because the dad's acting is not great. Uh, yeah, and partly because it is just so like forced into all one scene. It just it feels like it just goes to eleven out of nowhere. Um, and it just it felt a bit hamfisted to me. Um. But like I say, the kids are where the movie's at. The kids bonding, the kids getting to know each other, them sort of coming together to form this kind of kid army to try and take on this mm-hmm. this evil force. Um, I, I do like. And I, I think the horror scenes do get better as, the, as we... I think I think the last like, act, you know, when they're actually in the sewers and they, you know, they get to all these places, yeah. I think that's where it really picks up. And there are, you know, there is some different scary stuff that I thought worked quite well. Um, yeah. But uh, is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we dive into uh, spoilers? I know Tim's itching. I can see it in his face. One, uh, just, I guess, kind of a minor complaint. But um, I, I don't think that the CGI was that bad in the movie. But I couldn't help but being taken out of the scene every time some like really obvious CGI would pop up. 
Um, mm. I mean, I think it, I guess it's kind of hard to. Uh, that's just the way things you, are. You talking about like the painting? Uh, yeah, I didn't think that was yeah. great. I thought the um, yeah. opening scene where he, uh, you know, again, it's not really a spoiler because you kind of know what happens in that opening. But when he just say attacks, uh, you know, Georgie, yeah. I thought that looked a little uh, um, cheesy. But there were some I had more problems with than others. There's some there I'm like, okay, you can only do that with CGI, so it just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there was others where uh, it did stick out to me. and It took me out of the the, yeah. the the horror scene a little bit. I do. Uh, I will mention this movie had a $35 million budget, which by today's standards is pretty low. Um, and right. it looks like it's going to clean up uh, at the box office because it costs I, so little and it's doing yeah. pretty well. So, I think I saw some stuff this morning that was reporting it at about 117 Which is insane nice. for a horror movie. I mean, that's more yeah. than some superhero yeah. movies are doing well, over I, the weekend. Well, although I feel like this was a really anticipated film by like everybody. Uh, not just horror people, because a lot of my friends I talk to, this is the movie they've been waiting for all summer, which is weird to me. It's a bit strange. Yeah. Like for some reason, every so often you you get that one horror movie that the mainstream audience don't spit on and actually go and see yeah. for some reason. And I don't know what it yeah. is, but it just, yeah, it's it, funny. Like I've seen a lot of um, like on my you know Facebook timeline and stuff. Just a lot of people I normally uh, wouldn't expect to be talking about this mm-hmm. kind of movie, um, talking about it, which uh, is interesting. Yeah. I used to feel like that with superhero movies because I used mm. to feel like I was the only one that cared in like yeah. 2008 and then Marvel came along and not everybody is talking about that. The you're almost about. sick about hearing about of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I get it. You, you saw it. Cool. Yeah, okay. I already saw it too. But yeah, it feels now like, like, yeah, this is, it's just weird that this is the movie and it comes out in September, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it does kind feel- of not, not in a dead zone, but like, well, they really picked their spot. Yeah, there I mean, really been anything. As much as it's easy to say, oh, this should be October because it's a horror movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. they put this at the exactly perfect spot because there's been like three weeks of nothing. It has yeah. been dry. It's they, true. they they were yeah. primed to make a giant because because uh, the studios were Rotten Tomatoes. Why are you oh. <laughs> ruining movies? Oh, don't even get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> oh my god, just make better movies, you dumbass. Yo, Brett Ratner. Brett uh, Ratner had the cheek to say. Tim. <laughs> Brett Ratner had the cheek to say that Rotten Tomatoes was destroying the medium. No, 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 no. Rotten Tomatoes is letting people who don't, don't research it as much as we do, because we, you know, we we have always kind of looked into like what movies are you know got the good buzz, you know, are, are they, you know high quality, read reviews. But Rotten Tomatoes is like a cheat sheet for people who don't want to look into it as much. And you know what? Heaven forbid that someone does not get tricked into seeing some shit and spending their money on some garbage. No, no, no. Make better movies. Done, now, yeah. uh, so I, I will also say it's really cool to see uh, like a win for Stephen King because uh, again he's probably like my all-time favorite author and uh, although I do I, I, do, I barely I want to bring up one caveat I've got to this because I saw someone okay. say it's the best Stephen King adaptation in twenty years I'm like did we forget the mist did we forget the mist come on now people the yeah. mist exists yeah. shut up I think people attribute that more to Daremont than they do King. Right, because of the the changes and stuff. So uh, sure, maybe may, would, maybe that's why. I don't know. I always knew it was Stephen King's The Mist. Yeah. So I mean, I, I would just say he's had a lot of adaptations, and you know, probably like what four, five, maybe are, are looked at positively. Uh, yeah, and to be well, fair, and like The Shining, he's ravaged. Even though The Shining yeah. is considered by just about everybody to be a great movie, 
He hates it. Yeah, it's, for, different. For it's it different from the book. You get the Shining. Yeah, uh, you've got Shawshank and Green Mile, which obviously aren't yeah. horror movies, but they're Stephen King stories. Which, yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, people realize that. Mm-hmm. What was that one? Sorry. Yeah. Wait, sorry. No, Matt. What was that? I think oh, you said another one. Well, I said those again: uh, Green yeah. Mile and and the other one, Shawshank. Those are both Frank Darabont as well. So, they are. Um, well, because for a long time I basically said that the only Stephen King adaptations worth bothering with are the ones directed by Frank Darabont. And obviously, yeah. that's not to discount Stanley Kubrick, but it's just that that feels so long ago and separate to everything else that yeah, it never right. really comes up. But And obviously you've got Carrie, which is typically considered a good movie. Um, but you've got but a there's lot... There's a lot I like, but I feel yeah. like, you know, on the whole, most people don't look favorably like there have definitely been some clunkers yeah <laughs> for every green mile there's a maximum of a drive yeah. you know? <laughs> that's true. which i enjoy just because it's a b movie that is, it's, it's but, a it's really fun campy yeah. uh that is not where and, my mind would have went if i was going to say you know for, let's say that you know for, for every green mile there's a i don't think my mind would have went to maximum overdrive so i'm giving max <laughs> point for that hmm all right, I think we're good to go to spoilers then. So that's you know, okay. full spoilers for the movie, um, and to an extent, the book. I mean, we're not going to talk about that much in the book, I don't think. But Tim probably will bring up some stuff. I do want to talk I about mean, the one extreme scene that was left out of the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff like there's. Um... Admittedly, though, I, I think Tim maybe the rule here should be that you shouldn't talk about the adult parts of the book because that's going to be the right, second right. movie. I think that's maybe a fair yeah. uh, sort yeah, of I'll caveat. Yeah, away from yeah. that. Uh, there's just like a few key points I would um, like to bring up. Uh, that, actually, I'll, I'll start with one now. So this is um, a big problem I have, and it might be a little unfair uh, to the movie, but one thing I, I think they really missed out on was uh, in the book, you know, obviously you have, you know, it, Pennywise, whatever you want to call it, this kind of terrifying, like, evil creature. But there's also this sense of, an opposing like force of good and you get a lot of stuff about like the kids coming together like not on accident like there's kind of this sense of like destiny and stuff was supposed to happen for a reason and um it's actually kind of like represented by this it, may, it might sound kind of weird but this like motif of a, a turtle and you can actually see there's a few turtle references in the movie, like um, George's yeah. Lego turtle. And I think when they're swimming, someone says like, oh, I in think I see quarry. a turtle. But Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, mm. and it's I, I believe it's brought up more yeah. in the Dark Tower series as well. I think there's like some totem animals and the turtle is kind of supposed to be this force of good. And uh, like obviously <laughs> having like a weird like turtle they see in visions and stuff like would probably have been hard to do in the movie. But I think I would have liked more of a sense of destiny and reason which i, I feel like re- you really didn't get in this movie even in the mm. miniseries it, to an extent does it a little bit too but I, I think maybe my my defense of that i mean if they just took it out and decided not to do it then fair enough but i think my defense of that would maybe be that because the sequel right is going to take place present day and the idea is it's all these kids that have grown up and they're adults now uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe that's where you bring some of the, the idea of destiny into it a bit more. Maybe okay. we, you know, you can yeah. say, "Oh, you know, we came all back together." I mean, I know we made this promise to each other, but like, yeah, yeah that's where maybe you could bring that idea into it. Like, "Oh, we're back together again to face it." Like, that's not a coincidence. That's, you know, yeah. So I could see I how they could do that. And I'm fully aware that this is like a super, like, you know, book lover nitpick kind of thing where, you know, it, it's. Uh, 
it, it's hard to fault the movie for being like, hey, you didn't do this thing. But I just – again, it's such a you know big important book to me. I just have trouble kind of distancing myself objectively from it I guess. See, I, I like that idea of the opposing force of good. But I also yeah. think that how this movie structured, it would kind of take away from Pennywise representing like adulthood and like sure. the yeah. fear of that. Yeah. Because I feel like the theme that I got from it was this is all the kids. They're at the cusp of becoming adults. I mean, yeah. you even have Stanley studying for his bar mitzvah and yeah. his dad saying that you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got bar mitzvah, you got Beverly getting her period, you've got, you know, and yeah. they're all talking about sex and they're all, like, mm-hmm. it's a big theme of the movie. And it's, I mean, it's a theme of the book as well because. Uh, I guess this yeah. is as good a place as any to bring in that scene that they didn't put in. And I'm glad they didn't, because I think... And I, Stephen King's even on record as saying that he regrets writing it. He regrets putting he it also, in the book. He also says that people talk about more about this scene <laughs> than all the child deaths, and that kind of bothers him. <laughs> He's like, um, you know... You know, I, I will say, actually, I was not expecting George's arm to be ripped off, because he's actually... Oh, yeah. got, he's missing an arm, and there's blood... It's, it's almost like a scene from Jaws, where the, the arm's off, and the blood's just... You're pouring out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, that's pretty pretty impressive. But it's go not... ahead, Pete, with this with this last scene. scene. Okay, so so I I just casually read online that everyone kept saying, Is that scene? And you know, instead of saying it, is that scene in the movie? That and I'm like, What is that? What is that? And I'd already read it's not in the movie, it wasn't in the miniseries, and I'm gonna put it in. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look it up. I want to see what the scene is. Um just to just to have context for this. Why is everyone, you know, either not surprised but like why does everyone care about the scene being there or not? And so, so in the book, um, and Tim can fill in so many sort of if I get anything wrong here with the blanks. But um, so basically, after they've kind of had their confrontation with Pennywise, they're in the sewers still. Uh, they basically realise that the evil still exists, and the only way they're going to be able to defeat it is if they all like like feel as one. They all come together, kind of thing. Um, so. They all have sex. Yes, the the, and I think they're actually slightly younger in the book as well. If I'm right in thinking, but they're about thirteen, fourteen. Oh, they, okay, it's not uh, thirteen. Okay, but I, the, I I think I could be wrong. Um, I guess I probably should say I read the book probably about ten years ago. Like, mm. uh, so I I love it, but it has been a while. I actually wanted to reread it for the movie, and I started, but I only got about five hundred pages in. <laughs> only five hundred. Oh yeah, only five hundred. <laughs> so, like. But you didn't get they to this still, scene. Like, even, this was, I presume this was towards the end of the of the book. <laughs> yeah, it's the I, I think like the kids' first battle with it like is probably about three fourths, maybe a little less than three fourths in. Hmm. Interesting. So. Yeah, because in, in the book, of course, it it bounces back between the kids and the the adult versions. Well, you know, it yeah, it, it goes back and forth, which is why you know seeing how they handle the second movie is going to be quite interesting. To you know, because now it's a separate thing instead of uh, alternate. And also, I would say uh, the it's it's going to be interesting because I think the adult stuff was was a lot weaker than the kids stuff. Mm. So it'll be. I mean, it can so, still be good. I'll be excited for it. But uh, yeah, jumping ahead, I heard that they had they still have the kids under contracts and, and whatnot. Okay. So from what I've been reading, that they're going to do flashbacks and stuff in addition to the adults. Interesting. So we'll still get some of that stuff. And it, it won't just it, be the adult version. It does make me worry a little bit, though, because we, we have all said the kids are the best part of this movie. So the sequel, uh-huh. I'm thinking, well, if there's, not, if there's not going to be none of them or less of them, if there's still some flashbacks, mm-hmm. it's like, well, am I going to care about the adults in the same way? Because it's going to be yeah. a, a completely different cast. Unless we wait, you know, unless we do a Twin Peaks and wait 25 years to make the second <laughs> movie. 
I don't. I don't think it, it's clean enough like this is. I, yeah, I know. I don't yeah. think they're gonna wait. They want that you know? money. Um. So yeah. So the, this scene in the book, they basically they all have sex with Beverly, basically one by one. They all lose their virginity together at the same time, and yeah, I, I think it's understandable why no one wanted to shoot this scene uh, for a movie. You know, a bunch of thirteen-year-olds all having sex. And honestly, as well, I think it takes away a little bit because for me, it adds like this dark tinge to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, there's actually kind of this sweet camaraderie, like where we all came through this together. And you know, when when you know the the uh, what's his name uh, Ben, uh, who's had a crush on her all movie, and when he, when he right. kisses her to wake her up, it's this kind of sweet moment. And I'm like, yeah, this all gets thrown down the toilet if they all have to have an orgy, yeah, you know, in <laughs> two minutes' time. So. I, th- I think it was the wise choice for a lot of reasons. And even King yeah. himself has regretted writing it in. But apparently, it's a really in-depth scene in the book where, he, you know, it's like pain- painstaking detail of how they all feel during the sex scene. So, yeah. yeah. So, I I think it's um it's obviously a problematic scene. And, yeah, it's, um like, it, it definitely should be left out of adaptations and stuff. I do feel like... um. And again, just going by my memory from the last time I read it, but it does feel like a little more like, okay, there is like a, a reason and a point to it. Like it, it's, I don't think it's as salacious as, yeah, when you read those articles, people are like, child orgy. Like it, yeah, it's out of like context. Like, yeah, that's, that's a fair yeah, point to make. Yeah. Like it's not like they're all like, you know, let's have sex and they start taking off their clothes and like, you know, it, like, bow chicken wow into wow. It. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's like how some people perceive it, and, uh, and I think when you read it, it's um, it it doesn't come across that way. But it is obviously still a uncomfortable scene. Yeah. yeah, it's uncomfortable. So we won't dwell on that too much because that's not actually in the movie. Let's talk about what is in the movie. Um, <laughs> actually, one one last thing I, I want to bring up about um a little bit of a difference between the book and the movie that um, oh go on. Uh, again, I hate to say like I have a problem wish but uh, you know something i kind of wish they would have done more of is uh so you have pennywise's creature that you know he basically like preys on fear and he uses fear as like his weapon to you know manipulate and prey on these people and uh i think you lose this aspect in the movie but it's in the book in the miniseries where um they kind of combat him with like their own belief like um eddie he has this uh uh inhaler and he mm-hmm. he actually uses that as a weapon because it's like you know they talk about the placebo effect of his medication, yeah. but he believes it works, and he like uses that belief um and actually like sprays it in his face at one point and it it hurts him, you know not because it's asthma medication but because it's something he believes strongly in, and in this movie, instead of doing that, they attack him with spikes <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> okay, that, that's that, that's 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 fair. I, yeah. I think maybe maybe it's, there's a lot to like get. I mean, to get that idea in there, like maybe this is the idea where okay, maybe it's, instead of being a two-hour yeah. movie, being like a ten-episode season of TV would probably yeah. be better suited to getting all these ideas. That's, yeah, and see, that's one of the things I'm conflicted about because it's like I have problem with these things, but at the same time, I objectively, I'm like, well. What do I want? A five-hour movie? You know, like it, like, it would be well, hard yeah. to because here's the thing: like, you bring concepts. up the, the spike scene, and you know it sounds funny. Like, it almost sounds like a punchline when you, you said it like that. <laughs> but the truth is, though, is like the build-up to that scene, like you know, uh, Richie, the kid from Stranger Things, who's like the, the, the loudmouth kind of like fast talker, who's constantly making the sex jokes. 
him and Billy had a falling out because he didn't want to like you know keep him down this path. But then they all came together again when Beverly gets you know taken by him, and they're down there and. Billy's like captured by Pennywise, and Billy's like, "Just go, just you know, he needs one more kid. Let let them have mm-hmm. me. You guys can all you know go." And they're like, "Oh, oh we can't leave him." And th- then Richie's like, he starts this little speech, like, "You know, I didn't want to come down here. You punched me in the face. You did this. You did that. And now I'm going to have to kill this effing clown." And he picks up a pipe and starts going to town. And honestly, that moment is so fist pumpingly good. It's- You're like, "Yeah, Richie, God damn it!" Well, it- yeah. well, it's like a change of things where he goes. She might be weird, but she's our friend. And you're just like, mm. yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, so, yeah my, I, I is, will say my brother might have jumped out of his seat at that point, And this <laughs> is why I'm glad he lives in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was this great this moment that I don't think an asthma inhaler as a weapon, you know, would have had well, it. I think you know? I think it could have, but it would have taken a lot more time to get to that. You know, you'd have to yeah. set up the ideas. You'd have to like. Whereas this works. You know, we don't have to understand yeah. this to the same extent. It just we and, already get it. Yeah, and, and it's not so much the idea of like an asthma inhaler, like specifically. It's just the idea of they're fighting fear with belief. You know, like okay, mm, right. our you know mental powers are stronger than what you're trying to do, and it was just like. What? Um, which, to be fair, um, that's 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 kind of brought up. They, they bring out the fact yeah. that he, he couldn't kill Beverly because Beverly wasn't scared of him. So they, they do kind True, of have yeah. it in there a little bit. It's just not as as explored or as in depth. Yeah. Yeah. So, nah. So, uh, so you've got some of those ideas in there. Uh, obviously, when it does get to sort of weird, you know, uncomfortable sex stuff, we do have Beverly's plot with her father, uh, mm. which. Ugh. Uh, you know, as, as soon as we meet him, he's you know he, he's shot in this really creepy way. He's always in dark. You know, the the house is always shrouded in darkness, and he he comes out. He's like, "Oh, you're still my girl." As he strokes his strokes her hair, and you know all these creep, these creepy ideas. And it's like you get the sense of what this is and why she is kind of this uh, outsider compared to like some other people. Um, yeah. But you know, so so you, you come to really, uh, I mean, you hate him obviously because you know he's awful, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, the first time you meet him, it, it's that you're just put off by him. Like you're saying because of all the darkness, but it has this undercurrent that it just it's unsettling again mm. this, of this movie. And when when she does, her reaction to that is to go cut her hair. You know, yeah. just and and we see the impact that has, and That's it's kind of unsaid. Like you just pick up on it from. Yeah, I, I, I think it yeah. it paints a broader picture of the town. Though the idea that there's something darker yeah. underneath, like everything on surface yeah. level seems fine, but underneath and literally underneath the town because it's the sewers where Pennywise is, is you know yeah. terrorizing. But you know that metaphor that underneath there is a darkness here. There is something else going on mm-hmm. that's not. Yeah. Well, even it, even it, with it's... Eddie's mom, because it, it seems like she's keeping him sick, so he never goes anywhere. Oh, yeah, she's overprotective. Yeah, because at first you think, okay, he's the little hypochondriac, and he's he's, yeah. he's he keeps giving up these facts like, oh, there could be this in the blood, or there could be that. There's an AIDS epidemic, you know, and all, all these like, other lines. <laughs> and he was my favorite. I'm just gonna say it right now, because oh. my wife pointed out that's because that's basically you. You're that kid. <laughs> I was like, okay, and, that's and, true. Maybe it's just I would have pegged you as a Richie guy. Yeah, I like Richie as no. well, and maybe it's just because he's from Stranger Things. But he, you know, yeah. he's, he's such a smart ass that I was I was digging it. In terms of the mm-hmm. horror stuff, I'll tell you uh, what I what I liked. I, I the painting thing uh, I did like that. That's uh, basically some of the characters have their own like versions of what Pennywise looks like to them. He's not right. always a clown. Uh, I did think it was well, interesting though that uh, one of them did actually have that fear, like the the fear was of a clown, yeah. uh, which I yeah. thought. Well, was... I think. Uh, 
and I don't think in the, in the book and stuff, he, he doesn't even appear as a clown that often. Like, a lot of times, he will first appear as, you know, whatever, like, your your worst fears. Your like, fear. it'll be, like, a movie mm-hmm. monster, like a werewolf or something. And then, like, you know, once you realize that it's a creature, then he, he will kind of, like, revert to his, like, clown form or whatever. But, yeah, a lot of times, he'll often be something else, which um, I, think, I feel like they, I, they I think, change. I, th- I think from a, a marketing point of view, that's partly because they want to have this icon, this soul image, this, oh, this sure. central idea that they want to sell yeah. the movie on. But I think from a story point of view, it actually kind of works for me because it, the idea is like most more people have a fear of clowns than anything else. And that's oh, why yeah. that's his standard form. That's why he keeps mm-hmm. returning to that more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, But you've got these other versions that other people see uh, of him. And one of them, uh, you know, the, the Jewish kid, his name being Stanley. 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 Yeah. There's a lot of characters. Right? <laughs> so he... <laughs> He like uh, he's scared of this painting, and it's this sort of you know this uh, you know it's it's not a a life form; it's an abstract kind of painting with this long yeah. head. Yeah, uh, it, and it's very unsettling. It's just one of those you know I didn't blame him for wanting to turn it the other way. Yeah, you know, but, it's kind of creepy. But later on in the movie, when it actually that this character from the painting shows up, I thought, oh, that's actually quite effective. I mean, it looks quite good. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's CG because you can't really do it any other way because it's this long yeah. weird face, but. Uh, I thought that was quite effective. That was proper nightmare fuel, and I, I appreciate that. Other scenes, I mean, obviously, I mentioned the library scene, which I just thought was really mm-hmm. generic, and you know, lights flickering, or oh, loud noise, something's behind you. You know, very. I, I loved the headless kid, though. Like that was creepy, at least to me. The way that it moved and went after Ben. You oh, know, it was okay. Uh, I like the like yeah. uh, the, I think the eggs from the basket like falling out. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, because yeah. it was because he was reading about the Easter explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, and and stuff, and and even when Pennywise yells, "I'm gonna get you, Egg Boy," yeah. stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, I like it from a story perspective. I like that the reason why it's all this stuff is because he was just reading about it, so he's scared of it right yeah. now. I like that. Exactly. The scene itself played out in a really generic way for me, where I'm like, "Yeah, this is the guy who directed Mama, who's directing this," uh, and I, <laughs> I thought it maybe suffered a little bit in that sense. Uh, a, a scene where the CG did kind of bother me though, and I wasn't a big fan. Uh, the scene where all the hair comes out of the drain and attacks Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't super into that. It was kind of like, oh, you're trying to do that. It reminded me a little bit of that scene from Nightmare on Elm Street Three, where uh, the puppet guy, like, oh. <laughs> but you had all these like strands of hair coming out, um, and I was just, I don't know, it felt a bit goofy to me. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, but then not... the blood geyser hits, and it's like, oh man, okay. Uh, the blood, the blood's amusing, and I think again, you've got some of that, that growing old, the whole idea that the girl is covered in blood. You know, you've, you've got, I mean, That's Stephen funny. King, of course, did Carrie, which also had the blood mm-hmm. uh, for the period. Kind I think, yeah, like, she had just come force. home from buying uh, tampons. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that that right, that time. Well, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it's fear of getting older because mm-hmm. they're they're preteens. I mean, yeah, they're 13, but they're, they're not quite adults and they're not quite kids. They're in this weird, you know, no it's man's land. It's a strange land. time, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, a str- it's a stranger time, you might say. <laughs> yeah. But I also, so I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and there's mm-hmm. there's a creature in there called the Boggart. Which is basically okay. the boogeyman, and it it takes the form of whatever you're afraid of, and in order to defeat it, you gotta make it be silly, you know. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so that's what I thought of Pennywise too. Once once the kids kind of figure out that they can band together, and and as long as they're together, it doesn't affect them. I yeah. thought that there was a great like Pennywise is the boogeyman. Mm. You know, he works so- in the shadows. He can be anywhere, but as long as you don't acknowledge him. He can't do anything to you, and I like that. Well, 
I like that. I like that it can be anywhere, but it's not actually just poof. It can be anywhere. He actually does use the sewers. Like he actually has a way yeah. of getting around. They actually establish that he has a system. He, he can't just like you know mm-hmm. appear well, somewhere. But, but yeah, but to these kids, he can be anywhere because he showed up in different places. You know, he showed up outside the Nybolt House mm-hmm. to to Eddie, and he showed up in Beverly's from from the drain, and uh, and then there's that whole scene where they're they're doing the slides, and he comes through the the screen. You know that was that was creepy, so you know. Yeah, that, that, I, I like that because he's he's omnipresent. That that got you more know? interesting as it went yeah. along, because uh, I was like, when he first started appearing in the slides, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it, I get I get the trick. Um, but when he actually came out as like a giant version of himself out of the screen, yeah. I was like, okay, wait, you're, you're having fun with this now. I'm, I'm getting some different yeah. ideas from it. Um, so yeah, so, so you had the, the whole you had the whole hair scene. I did like how kind of absurd it got later when they actually go into the house. When they actually go to the creepy house and they mm-hmm. they end up with the which different... I went to. You, which you went? Yeah, to? Uh, yeah. They did. A, so, they can, had a can we tangent real quick? Yeah, he wants to tangent uh, to something else. You know, you want to tangent to a third thing. Pick a tangent, <laughs> no, 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 goddammit. I, I, I just want to tangent to that to that experience. Did it ruin? Yeah. Because I had watched a YouTube video. One of the guys I watch, and he went through the house, and I felt like it kind of gave away some some plot stuff. I really wish I wouldn't have watched it. So going through it, did did you have the same experience? Uh, not not really. I uh, I thought it was fun. the The only gripe I have is I had to wait like three hours in line. It was one of those really hot Saturdays. But uh, I mean, it's like a typical haunted house. But it's just cool because it was it themed and um, like I didn't really notice any spoiler stuff. Maybe it's because I already was familiar with like the material. Like okay. Um, but uh, it, it was fun. You had uh, we had a um, uh, I, I don't want to guess her age, but uh, like a um, woman who was probably at least in her thirties or so playing Georgie, <laughs> like leading us uh, through uh, nice. this house. Okay, and, uh... yeah, that's, that's actually creepier than anything else, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But, but, uh, but yeah, because like the it, clown it was, room cool, scene, but... like I thought I was like, oh, had I not seen this in, in the video, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, that, you that know, was probably the biggest. Which had a little uh, homage to the miniseries because you see, the see original Pennywise. Yeah, you see Tim Curry's version oh, yeah, yeah. sitting in the room, yeah. uh, and you have all them, you know, going through the doors and all the rest of it. But that scene gets yeah. pretty, you know, that, that that whole section of the movie gets pretty insane because eventually, when Pennywise comes out and they're literally like fighting him off, and someone yeah. gets basically killed, and like you know, you, you think they're, they're going to die, you know. Uh, and yeah. mate gets his like his stomach slashed and like you know it, it starts to get really bad and you really feel like oh the, the, the I think it was uh, Ben that got slashed no yeah no it was he, mate he, mate's stomach bully... no it was Ben yeah was it Ben because Ben Ben also got attacked by the bully yeah the, the, which, he might be worse than Pennywise no I'm gonna say not Mike he is he is worse than Pennywise <laughs> oh he he, he Henry. he's awful yeah Henry yeah, Henry, Henry Bowers the we'll get bull. to the Billy we'll get to the Billy um, but like. But because my brother pointed out that poor Ben always got stuff, you know, it hits his stomach and he's the fat kid. So yeah. it's kind of like a twofer. Mike definitely gets yeah. cut yeah. at some point, though. I, I vividly remember blood being on Mike at some point. I, I think the big slashing scene was, uh, like, so when, when they're in their house, basically, like, Eddie falls through the floor, he gets his arm broken, and then I think, yeah, um, yeah Ben gets oh, yeah. slashed. His, his, his arm stomach. is properly, like, hanging off. Like, they have to, like, yeah. sort of yeah. snap Oof. it back into place. Uh, yeah. Which you know, uh, good good fun. Which of course Richie does without permission. He just goes, "Hey, look," <laughs> and gets it back. Yeah. Which again, that that kid Finn Wolfhard, which I know because he's got the dopest name ever. Uh, <laughs> to see his character 
he has like he has range already. He's yeah. like 13, 14. Yeah, because his his so, character in Stranger Things is the goody two shoes yeah. character, and his yeah. character in this is the the smart ass, you know, quick talking yeah. character. So he's yeah, he's done a different couple of things. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so you have this camaraderie between them. You have you know the, the horror scenes in the house, and then eventually the big sort of set pieces. They all you know they, they go into the sewers because they're actually trying to find Beverly. That's what brings them all back together. Um, and you know, I like that even though they all had this falling out. That you know, when they find out that Beverly's went missing, they you know one phone call to each of them, and they all come back. They all come running yep. back together. And, and you know, they, 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 this was actually a oh, sorry. Um, just real quick, this was actually a big change uh, from the book too. Like she never gets kidnapped. Like they, they all go into the oh. sewers together. Um, so I, I thought it was a little bit uh, of a weird choice. Um, Contrived. I, yeah, like, I don't know, it makes it feel, like, a little bit, like, I don't, I don't know, I, I think Beverly's, like, pretty badass, but, I don't know, this made it feel, like, a little bit of a damsel in distress Well, uh, see, the funny thing is, is, I had that thought as well, but I think they actually get around it because she has been such a badass. Like, she she is arguably yeah. the most badass one in the entire movie. Yeah, um, true. Um, yeah. So, well, I can almost... She's the one that throws the first rock against the bullies, right? Yeah, yeah she, she is. Yeah, they have that, yeah. that whole rock fight, but she, she, I think, almost, you could take this as... Her being a badass is actually kind of what inspires the rest of them to actually, you know, grow a pair of balls and go after her. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the reason for it might have been more, again, for time, because it's a two-hour movie. It's already quite long. For a horror movie, this is two hours, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. That is actually yeah. long yeah. for a horror movie. And uh, the pacing, too, was a little weird because I felt like we were reaching the end when they went to the house the first time, you know? Um, uh, I did not, but yeah, sure. Um, okay. Because, because <laughs> but what I was getting at is the, the whole idea that um, they need to have them all come back together after the fight, and I'm not sure how they do it in the book. Like you know, if they have this falling out, but the quickest way of doing it is to put one of them in danger and have them all band together because the person's in danger. And I, th- I think yeah. it's just from a cinematic technique point of view, it's how you get them all sort of like working together again. Uh, but they, they have the whole setup thing, which is I was going to get to, uh, yeah. is you know, um, you know the, the 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 gun, you know the the cattle gun uh, mm-hmm. that yeah. gets brought along as a weapon, and that's like good fun. But of course, before we get to this, yeah. we should probably talk about Henry because Henry shows up here and make has to throw him down a well. Is how, how extreme yeah. this goes. But yeah, go on, Tim. <laughs> well, I was just saying this is a this is a little weird for me personally because uh, if I could show you guys pictures of my like older brother from like the <laughs> late eighties, early nineties, looks is like a spitting image, like the same exact haircut, like similar face is uh well, I couldn't help but look at him it. and think of my brother. Mm. Oh, um, do you know, obviously he didn't he... try to carve his name into you, did he? No. Yeah. Well, okay. he, uh... He's he's such an asshole. Like, from the get go he's an evil scumbag. Like he is just awful mm-hmm. to everyone. You know, as soon as especially when he starts cutting make it's like, okay, you're not just bullying now, you're actually or not make sorry, Ben. Uh, ben. you're actually assaulting someone. This is not even just this is not schoolyard bullying, this is assault. No. Um However, well, he, he tells Bill, he's like, you got a fight because your brother died, but like yeah. next year, yeah. next year I'm coming at you. And it's like, bro, what's your deal? But so then, you've, you've, you got, you've got all that, right? But then you've got the scene where he's, like, he's shooting things with a gun and then he's to his buddies like, put the cat up. And I'm like, if you shoot the cat, I am walking. I am walking yeah. out of this theater. <laughs> I'm not sticking around for this. Yeah. How, how dare you? Well, um, and of course he ends up being the cop son. Like, we think that he just gets run off early in the movie because the cops show up. Mm. But then it turns out that's his dad. And, yeah. Yeah, and he, nice. he actually, if we're going back to the whole idea that the the, the kids, the metaphor is that they're scared of growing up and it's scared of adulthood, it's scared yep. of what you can become. 
Um, he, of course, actually ends up killing his father. He he gets yeah. convinced by Pennywise to, to, to take that step, and he kills his father, yeah. and he becomes this evil version of himself. And uh, I think that, again, that ties into that theme, that this is what you can become yeah. if you are unhealthy about it. Like, you know, um, so... And, and, yeah, and, and again, you know, kind of the same complaint for me, but uh, I feel like uh, you don't get... Uh, as much of him like fleshed out as you do in the book and even the miniseries because he you really only mostly see him with like you know having that interaction with ben and mike uh but he he's kind of like a foil for everyone in the group like they all have their incidents with him um and i'm surprised they didn't show like uh you know in the beginning like on the last day of school when ben is leaving and uh yeah i think um I forget if it was Beverly or I think it was Beverly like says like, Oh, like watch out. Like Henry Bowers is, you know, looking yeah, for you. Yeah. Like there's a specific reason why he was looking for him. Like, uh, why he's mad at him and wants to, you know, carve it, like find him and carve his name in his chest. Honestly, um, Tim, I have to like uh, fight you on these, this complaint as well with his two hour movie. Like there's only, like this, this to well, me seems so, like a natural count. Yeah. Like if you're going to have him have moments with all members of the losers mm-hmm. club, that is going to take up so much time. Well, I, I felt yeah. that he kind of did. I mean, he's he's still Stanley Jamaica and throws True, it. Yeah, you know, he's he's an out and out racist to Mike. You know, and tells mm-hmm. him that he or she could have set the fire that killed Mike's parents, and yeah. just so he does kind of he does feel like this big huge threat. And yeah, I felt it, like it, he was Kiefer Sutherland's character in uh, <laughs> Stand by Me. Like, oh sure, yeah, another I can king. See that. I can see that. Like, I got vibes from that. Although those guys are a little bit more toned down, just jerky teenagers. Yeah, being I, scary because they can I think, be. Yeah, again, it's 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 getting the point across in a much quicker mm. amount of time and amount. Yeah. Like simple so, little things that show give you the feeling of who he is without actually going into it in great depth because you only have yeah. so much time to do it. So the, the, this is kind of my thing. Like uh, why I mentioned earlier, I have mixed feelings because like yeah. I. I have these complaints, but at the same time, I recognize what you're saying. So, like, I, you know, it's like I'm complaining about it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, but like you said, you can't have, like, a four-hour movie. Like, yeah, it, oh. it's impossible to add this stuff in. It's just a weird, like, you know, I'm having trouble distancing myself. I, from I think, I just, honestly, Tim, I think the problem for you here is that you can because you're so you attached to the book. You have an image in your head of what you want. Yeah, to see what you would have wanted to happen, that even yeah. though it's not like possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like because people always talk about this, but you, you can't just take a book and like adapt it page for page. It doesn't work like that. You oh, have yeah, to yeah. you have to play it to the medium that you're making it for. It's a movie, not a book, and it, you, you don't have the same things in there. You yeah. you'd get a lot of the points across by having the subtle visual cues, by having the subtle moments that you yeah. can read into if you want to, and you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I think. And that's why- because I think ultimately you have, you have to say, well, these aren't complaints anymore. They're just me listing things that aren't in the movie that were in the book. That's that's the thing. Like, it's not. I'm not as upset with stuff that was changed. It's more just stuff that was left out. Because, uh, but to, I feel like it to does take Henry, help. right? To take Henry as the example. Um, do you think? Because it would be. Because I think the, the complaint, the genuine complaint, would be if they didn't get across how much of a threat he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the movie does do that. The movie shows that, you know, he has a threat. Yeah. He, he's dangerous to all these kids. Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, let's say, oh, they, they neutered him and he felt like, oh, no, he's just a bully. He doesn't actually do anything to yeah. them. Like, that would be where, okay, the, the point didn't get across of who he's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so. like, like, I got That's that he fair. was a bully yeah. early on, like, just how he treats the kids. But, like, I thought he was just a teenage bully that, you know, I'm going to have fun picking him. But then when he tries to carve his name into Ben, I was just like, oh, no. He's a proper psychopath that, 
I yeah. hope Pennywise gets him. Like yeah. that's if they're gonna take out anybody, and then when his gang of, of guys are chasing Ben, and they end up in the sewers, and then mm-hmm. one of his dudes gets taken, I actually kind of cheered because <laughs> you know because he was an accessory to all this and yeah, stood yeah. by and let him do this stuff. I actually and, thought and that same was with the friend that was holding the cat. You know, I actually. Th- to be fair, the friend who was holding the cat was trying to like, like, hey, really? We're going to do this? Let's yeah. not do the cat. Um, but the scene yeah. in the sewer, I actually, you know, with his friend who gets killed early on, mm-hmm. I actually think that was one of the weakest scenes in the entire movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really but generic so stuff. <laughs> I was just like, good, yeah. he's gone. Um, but yeah, so, so you got that. So, so, so this all goes down in the sewer at the end then, and they, they find all these, like, all the kids he's taken uh, are floating around this big kind of tower of like toys and shit and it's like who knows what he's doing down there um yeah. maybe this is something they'll so, go into in the sequel perhaps yeah well uh, that's what they call uh, I, I don't know if they mention it by name but he has these things uh called the deadlights mm-hmm. which i i guess is kind of you know that's what he you know opens up his face or whatever and, and beverly yeah into beverly it and, and that's what kind of like I guess that's how he like feeds on you, and that's what causes you to float. And uh, and this is one thing I actually would applaud the movie for. I liked this representation. Like you didn't see it um, like this in the um, you know in the miniseries or anything. I actually thought this was a cool visual. Hmm. Um, that was. No. So uh, yeah, you've got all this going on, and um, it does get pretty insane. You know, Pennywise starts like getting tall and stretching around, and he like. You know, after he like uh, Billy uses the bolt gun because he tries to trick him with appearing as a as little Georgie, and he uses the, the gun on him, and he he ends up like sort of like puffing out and becoming Pennywise, and it's kind of a fun little effect as he sort of like grows yeah. into yeah. Pennywise, uh, and we get we get all this stuff, and um, I like that it feels like there was more going on, uh, but it didn't feel the need to overly explain it. I actually kind of appreciate that because I think horror movies do have this thing where they over explain things too many times. You know, yeah, as everything a big, has a reason. That's a complaint we had with uh, Late Sow. It's a complaint I have with a lot of horror movies. Like the the dreaded montage you always see in these stupid supernatural movies, where they have to research yeah. it and they find out every last detail, and there yeah. has to be an explanation. No, yeah. not knowing is scarier. Stop it. Stop it now. Yeah. See, I, I just got the vibe that he's been there a long time. Right, oh, yeah. that that tower is yeah, pretty uh, massive. Yeah, they, they set up the idea you know? that he, he comes back every twenty-seven years, which you know yep. basically sets up the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. But like, any for whatever reason, he takes the the the, the ones he gets and uh, like that that energizes him so he well, can. Oh, that's sleep. for the float. Like, I thought the floating was just the sewer. Like, you'll float in the sewer because you're drowning mm-hmm. and, and stuff. No, no, it, it works. But no, he's, days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's literally floating people around this for whatever reason, and it it made a cool. Kind of a sci-fi visual, almost, you know, like... Yeah, it gets it gets bigger, because I think, like, you have some of the earlier horror scenes which do feel kind of generic in, like, sort of supernatural ghost movie kind of way, mm-hmm. but then you get to this section at the end, and it's like, oh, no, you're actually doing more with this, because you would never have this big set piece in, like, one of these movies, yeah. usually. The, this is one of the things uh, that I really like about, you know, the book and the story and the movie and everything in general, is that it's a horror movie, but there's... I, I feel like a little bit more, like, epicness to it like yeah you know it's not just like one person being chased by a serial killer like it's not like kind of the small level like um Honestly. it is grounded you know that it's in this town with these you know very relatable and real feeling characters but there's also just a sense of gravitas to it there's honestly there's some honest parallels to draw here with twin peaks um oh. in some ways now there's not a clown in twin there peaks that takes people into the sewers <laughs> 
But the whole hey, the idea that there's this, this nice little town that has this darker undertone, the idea that there's this evil presence that people have to come together and defeat. You know, there's, there's a lot of things between them. Even the idea that this 25-year gap, like, Twin Peaks actually did that, and, I mean, it's kind of like almost uh, not intentional, but they got cancelled and came back 25 years later, so they actually did the, the, the gap. Uh, there was just there was a lot of little things where it's almost like the, the preteen version of Twin Peaks, where none of the adults know what's going on and they have to deal with it themselves. Um, it's obviously not as weird, but I think you could actually take this story and David Lynch it up, and it would almost feel like Twin Peaks because enough of the elements are kind of there. Well, makes me want to watch Twin Peaks now. <laughs> you should. It's actually something I've been meaning to. I saw the original series uh, a little bit. Well, Pete's got all books and notes for you. Yeah. He can send you. Yeah, I have a lot of notes. Uh, you read a book on it, I think. Uh, nah, not quite, but uh, I am going to miss miss the show. A pamphlet. Um, he could write a pamphlet. But I, 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 I do think I, I think it's funny, though, that you know this comes out just after Twin Peaks finishes and, you know, during Stranger Things, you know, season one's been, season two's coming up the next month. It's kind of oh. funny that these, these things kind of merge together a format. Now, it, of course, already mm. existed. It was written uh, before either of these things did exist, mm. but... Certainly in terms of film, in terms of a visual style, you can see where the influences are coming from. You can see uh, all these different things. and uh, you know, Obviously, it's hard not to think a little bit of the Goonies and a little bit of uh, stuff yeah. like that where you've got this group of kids. Yeah. And obviously, Tim's rolling his eyes because I found out recently, Matt, that Tim <laughs> does not care for the Goonies. He thinks it does not hold up. I don't, I don't think it's what? the best. <laughs> I watched it last night and I love that movie. <laughs> In fact, it was it's just on. a lot of kids yelling at each other. It's just, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, Tim. You liked the boy, Tim. Boy's fantastic. Boy's yeah. garbage. I'll I'll rep that movie all day long. Yeah, you will. But no, Goonies, <laughs> that's my jam. That's like a top ten movie for me. Like, so oh, man, what, the scene in the, the, the wishing well, come on. Mm. What well, what did they, uh, we think? Maybe of, we'll get uh, together and watch it some uh, someday. We'll what did we think? Re-evaluate. What did we think of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise? Uh, I was fine. Yeah, I, I thought he was okay. Again, like I think maybe um, you know trying with that very obvious, like you know, I'm being weird and creepy approach. Like I, mm-hmm. I would have maybe liked to have seen something more. Uh, like like again, just being a weird, crazy, happy clown, like. I think is scarier than intentionally trying to be kind of scary or creepy. Yeah, the but, first time we see him with Georgie, he kind of has that vibe, yeah. and then he yeah. descends into creepiness. Because once yeah. he starts talking about popcorn and he starts drooling, yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. As if something wasn't weird enough that a clown just appears in the sewer drain. Like, yeah. now you have this. So, well, like, yeah, that the, was... The, the whole thing is... Like when he's appearing as the clown, it's kind of more to like um, I I feel like at that point he's not trying to scare you as much, but as trying to like you know Get lure you. Game. Yeah, yeah, like uh, so yeah, I, I feel like you know you shouldn't be trying to to be like scary at that point. Like you should yeah, just be trying to be like hey, I'm a big although, happy although clown. Although if that's the case, I mean he he feeds off of fear, right? That's the, that's yeah, yeah, thing. basically. Yeah. So I guess anything that I, can scare. I, I think he. I I think what it is is it's like he's um, like he wants you to feel fear, and it, it almost like it, it's kind of like uh, you know, preparing you to be Ian. Like it's a like a nice seasoning 
<laughs> before he, he uh, you know, um, and I, I don't I'm really, um, again, it's not, I think, super clear exactly what he's doing. Like, you know, he wants you to look into his deadlights and then, you know, you, you flow. And then I don't know if that's, I, I guess that's how he gets sustenance. But I don't know if it's like, you know, it, it's not the same as like eating a steak or something where he's like digesting it and stuff. Uh, not well, sure. it lasts him for 27 years. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he goes on that spree. It's like what, like a year's worth? You know, nine months to a year. He's active. I think it was like goes, a. Goes to sleep. I want to say like six to eight weeks. I could be wrong, but. Oh, okay. I think it was. It's, like it's that. definitely longer than that in the movie, though. Yeah, because Georgie yeah, the... went missing in like September, October, yeah. and the movie picks back up in June. Yeah, because yeah, because it's nineteen. It that summer. It's nineteen eighty-eight, and then the summer's eighty-nine. So yeah. Yep. Uh, so it, it takes place over that amount of time, but um, yep. I will say the music um, to bring something else into it. I like didn't really stick out for me, and unfortunately, it does kind of fall into these same horror traps where instead of building the suspense uh, with it, it's used to kind of give you a big jump scare moments and your big stings. And yep. I kind of mm-hmm. was like, and you know, maybe this is you know seeing the kid from Stranger Things, but I'm like, no, a bit more synth. I think may have suited this movie better. Yeah. So, I learned that if you close your ears, when you think something scary is going to happen, it's not necessarily as scary. Oh, sure. Learn that on this movie, because I don't like the quiet, quiet, loud, because to me it's cheating. It's cheating. Because, of course, I'm going to jump at it. Yeah. And so, they did a couple times, and I saw other people in the audience jump. But I had my fingers in my ears, just (laughs) because you ain't getting me. It just... It just... It, it does fall into a few, some of the horror scenes do fall into some of those traps. There's some effective moments, but some of them they fall into this trap of oh, we're just going to do some slow and then big loud noise and big sting. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's actually creepier to just have it happen quietly. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just but but the score that it was effective to me is when the kids are just by themselves riding bikes. It felt very John Williams of the '80s. It had that kind of a light tone, and then it would I, shift. It was okay, but it was forgettable. Horror tone. It was forgettable to me. Oh yeah, I'm just. Hey, just let me let me talk about the score. You never talk about the score. Cool, I'm talking about the score. <laughs> That's it. I'm just saying it had a um, Williams-esque vibe to me, and I appreciated that. But again, I don't remember what it sounded like. I can tell you what ET sounds like, you know, but I can't tell you what this one does. How did you guys feel about like uh, some of the humor in it? Like, um, I I did like that they were trying to. Yeah, you know, it's not like a super funny movie, but there were like you know a couple points of levity. Um, oh yeah, I thought the kids were occasionally kind of funny. Like you know, there was some fun. Well, Richie, Richie, I laughed at more than anything. Like he had, he had pretty good timing, and his jokes weren't like cringy. Like kids at that age, because I work around kids that age, and yeah. the stuff that they think is funny sometimes is just like I don't get it. Oh well, so, yeah, because I think the reason well, why he was funny is because the lines that were funny from weren't really. You know, it wasn't supposed to be him telling a joke. It was him. Yeah. You know, saying something dead serious because he thinks that's yeah. that's how he thinks, but it's actually really funny from a perspective of you know not being yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. and, uh, I, I thought there was some like good stuff, like the you know the Backstreet Boys stuff, like was funny and uh, New Kids Boys? on the Block. Yeah, New Backstreet Boys didn't exist yet, Tim. <laughs> Forget. Uh, yeah, New Kids on the Block. Um, like some like Michael Jackson jokes and stuff that I was like, ah, it's yeah. kind of, but it, it did feel like, um, like oh, this is the kind of stuff though that kids would say and joke about. Yeah, yeah no, well, they're, they're talking about Michael Jackson, like stuff from the '80s that yeah. we all just take for granted now. We're just like, yeah, we've heard that for years. But to them, it's new. 
talking about, oh, he's got a chimpanzee. Uh, he's actually, got, like, this dead guy's bones. It's fine. We, we were <laughs> talking know? about how Pennywise feeds on fear, and, you, like, he's powerless if you don't, you don't fear him. I was like, oh, that's, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. And funnily enough, uh, at the theatre in the town, they're playing Five. Nightmare on oh, Elm Street yeah. 5, which is accurate to the time period, because that came out in 1989. Same. Um, Same with Batman. That's on the marquee, and it's, like eight, it's summer nineteen eighty nine. Also, uh, Billy's room had a poster for both Beetlejuice and Gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, so, some of that eighties nostalgia is in there. Yeah, and the I think if there's um, you know, sometimes when uh, you know, we see like a, a movie that we really liked and it's doing really well, but you know, you kind of get nervous, like um, you know, when Deadpool came out and is like oh this r-rated superhero movie it's doing really well and you get worried like oh well now are they gonna try to make every you know superhero yeah. movie like deadpool um which luckily so far the only one since was logan which used its r-rating as it should yeah. have been so you know so far they've not but, uh, screwed that up but fingers crossed <laughs> yeah but uh, i think if there's any like takeaway that you know we see from upcoming horror movies with this is like uh just the you know kind of focus on like you know character and just kind of having like a little you know, humanity and heart hopefully. to it. Uh, hopefully, that'll be a nice trend. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, like, you know, unfortunately, you don't see every movie like this, but yeah, unfortunately, though, I feel like what the studios are going to because they're going to chase the success. They're going to see, oh, this cheap movie made all this money, so they're all going to try and oh, do yeah. the movies yeah. like this. The, the, the one of the two things they're going to try and do is they're going to have some iconic clown or not clown, but like a character like that at the center of it. They can market, mm-hmm. or they'll be like, oh, we need to buy the rights to a book. Quickly, get a book. Every get a horror Stephen book. King book yeah. is uh, we're gonna, not up for grabs yet. Yeah, we're going we're to do, do one of his books. or do another author's <laughs> book to try and do it. Um, yeah. so, so to sort of wrap up then, to, to kind of bring it round mm-hmm. to uh, a conclusion of sorts. Um, kids are definitely the best part. The movie has heart. The movie, yep. the kids working together is definitely what I liked about it the most. The horror stuff does get a bit more interesting as it goes on. But I do think some of it, uh, especially early, earlier in the movie, is kind of generic and it is hurt by having kind of a just an okay director. Like, I feel like, had the, you know, director from True Detective, had he been the one to, like, because mm. I was finding myself, like, watching the scene in the sewer and thinking, oh, but how would he have done this scene? Because he's, you know, very visual style, you know. And, it it uh, did make me want to go back and watch True Detective season one again, mm. just because I like Fukunaga's visual style. And he's still yeah. got a writing credit, too, so I wonder how much yeah uh, from his original script made it through. I mean, it, clearly it was enough to get credit, but, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think I would have liked a quieter Pennywise um, who was creepy in silence because I, th- I think that uh, but I mean that's just kind of my taste in horror more than anything else uh, but oh, you don't like Freddy? you don't like Freddy cracking jokes? I like Freddy but I don't like Freddy as much as Jason yeah well yeah well Jason's the guy like he's, he's my favourite too so you know although do you like Jason more than Michael Myers? I like Jason as a fun pop culture character more than Michael Myers but I, do, I like okay. Michael Myers more as a villain because he's, he's stronger he's it does, you know, gotcha. it's better. Fair enough. Uh, Just scarier. for the record, I'm a Freddy guy, but see, no, I'm sure. I, I, I love like, them all. We're all but... splitting. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were a leprechaun guy. I mean, well, that's <laughs> kind of its own stratosphere. That. <laughs> that's his own thing. Yeah. Irish mythical creatures, definitely a leprechaun guy. Yeah, okay. okay, more than a banshee. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see where you go with it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I guess we're uh, going to rate the movie then. So uh, Matt, being the the relative guest, although he's on other stuff here all the time, but he's not usually on streams. So Matt, uh, what would you give it out of ten? So 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 being that I'm not as hardcore of a horror guy, and and I'm definitely more of a an 
eighties, you know, kid kind of movie guy. I, I really like this. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Oh, your makes it start to go up, but uh, eight out of ten, we got oh. that nice and clear. Uh, Tim, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm still gonna give it a good score, um, but uh, again, I've been thinking about this a long time, and it kind of keeps going up and down in my head. I think. For right now, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, again, I I think it was good. It was well done. Um, most of my complaints just come from, again, just loving the source material so much. And But again, I also recognize that everything I wanted would have been impossible to get in one movie. So um, I'm going to give it a seven. But I, th- I feel like maybe with a little distance like when it comes out on you know blu-ray i'm definitely gonna buy it and then maybe by then i'll kind of soften a little bit and be able to just be like you know uh, forget about the book just kind of appreciate it for what it is and maybe it'll go up a little higher but i don't know it's a mixed bag <laughs> i guess all right um i'm actually split the difference and go 7.5 uh yeah. that's where i'm landing I, I feel like uh what i liked about it i liked about it a lot uh, but some of the horror stuff, and you know, kind of in the opposite way, where it's because I'm a horror fan and I'm used to seeing certain like generic kind of uh, ideas and like tropes and techniques, where I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of old hat. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this, some of this isn't working for me. Um, but uh, really solid. Otherwise, um, and I like the kids a lot, and it, it does, uh, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to Stranger Things season two. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. And here's a cat. Oh, me who's too. Not to be shot. <laughs> might I add? Oh. No, and definitely not. Yeah, it's a good point. One one thing I'll say that's kind of interesting too is I've noticed like people's, like I think generally like critics' scores have been pretty positive, but just people I know reactions have been all over the place. I've seen, mm. you know, some people that love it, like you know, some casual, not so much horror fans have loved it. I've also seen big horror fans love it. I've also seen some of my friends that are big horror fans saying they hated it, that it was awful. Like it's a yeah, and so I'm really interested in seeing uh, there seems to be like a lot of people's opinions all over the place uh, I think honestly though Tim I think that's just a, a symptom of the fact that everyone went to see it like you know true yeah you know, I guess. I, I, yeah not as many people were talking about like Annabelle or something exa- exactly <laughs> no. you know whereas this like because it is for some reason this one's hit the mainstream audience so they're all seeing it and yeah. they're all posting their Instagram photos about how oh I might see it and they're standing next to the poster they've got a red balloon yeah. and they're all <laughs> They're all excited about the red balloon. My, <laughs> so. I did, oh yeah, I think uh, my uh, yeah brother uh, when he saw it, uh, like after the movie, once the credits started ro- rolling, he like just started blowing up a red balloon. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, is I this think, the uh, one that looks like the the psycho bullet? Oh no, no, okay. was, uh, my other brother. <laughs> gotcha. And and I actually think. Um, I didn't read the article, but I, I saw there was a headline or something. Uh, I'm not sure where it was, but uh, I think it was somewhere like police were urging people to please stop like tying balloons to like sewer grates or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what like the damage it causes is, but I don't know if it's just freaking people out or if it does something I, else. But I did see there was a flood somewhere like it was raining and someone had tied out, out in front of their neighbor's house who they didn't <laughs> like a red balloon <laughs> to the sewer grate. And it was just like. Let's see how they react to this. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's it. That's uh, that's how we feel about it. Um, about what? It. About it. <laughs> God damn you, Matt. Bit of my two. existence. Uh, 
so yeah, so let us know what you think of it in the comments below. Um, certainly bring up anything that you think we didn't, and you know uh, what you thought of things. Uh, are you looking forward to the sequel? Are you worried that it's going to be a completely different cast? Uh, uh, that kind of thing. You know, let us know. Uh, but that is that is it. So yeah, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to do that. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. And, uh, you know, a bunch of perks, including voting. In fact, we should mention that we're coming up to October. And because of that, mm. there are two Patreon votes for October uh, that are up right now. And there's a public vote. The public vote link is in the comments below. If you're uh, not a patron and you want to vote on that, it's a werewolf vote. You can do that there. Um, and some man, you might be interested in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be. Uh, so you can do that. Um and of course, uh, just to remind you, yeah, October, because it's the month of Halloween, we're doing a bunch of extra episodes. We're doing something in the vicinity of four a week. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are taking the first month of November off to recharge mm-hmm. after that, uh, but then we'll be back to our usual two a week. Uh, but yeah, so look forward to October's uh, hectic You're taking schedule. a whole week off to recuperate. Yep, that's the <laughs> oh, plan. Oh, man. That's the plan. So yeah, so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Keep watching scary movies. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you next time.